0: Hello, it's Natalia Lloyd, and welcome to my podcast, Beehive Household. As part of my interior design business, my first chat with my clients is a deep dive into their lifestyle and daily routines to be able to understand how they use their homes. And this is where the idea for this podcast came from. So subscribe and listen to find out about the daily routines of my extraordinary guests their mindset, their choice of interiors, but most importantly, how their life at home sustains their success and much, much more. I'm lucky to be constantly meeting and speaking with the most wonderful people out there. And on this episode, my guest was simply phenomenal. I had such a boost of energy and inspiration after our conversation, and I'm delighted to be sharing it with you all. My guest is Tracy Woodward. Many people know her for her outstanding achievements and her footprint in the beauty industry. But today we dive deep into what Tracy was going through behind the scenes. At the age of 14, Tracy was illiterate. She couldn't read or write because the main skill her mom taught her was shoplifting. And this is what her childhood was like, survival rather than thriving. What is incredible is that Tracy rose above this traumatic upbringing and with her determination and perseverance went from Beauty Counter Girl, which was one of her first jobs, all the way to CEO. Tracy Woodward has contributed to the development of many recognized brands, including Donna Karan, Estee Lauder and Marks & Spencer Beauty. In her mid-twenties, she was in charge of travel retail at Heathrow Terminal 1, which was at the time the largest beauty hall in the world. She later increased Aveda's sales from 800,000 to 10.8 million in less than four years and delivered double-digit growth for urban retreats in Harrods year on year for nine years. There are other impressive achievements under Traces' belt, including the East Dulwich Tele Cafe in Harrods, her work with the Princess Trust, Action for Children, Beanstalk Literacy Charity and the Terence Higgins Trust to name a few. If you are stuck for inspiration or think that your life doesn't deliver, this episode is for you. Listen to the most remarkable story and I guarantee you'll want to make immediate changes to your self-care routine, your mindset and your outlook in life. So enjoy. So Tracy, you're joining me early morning this early sunday morning from greece and it is just so exotic these days to be quite honest (laughs) i find um what exactly what i've just mentioned it's uh, that feed of energy of people being on holidays and just bringing a little bit of a sunshine atmosphere because it's actually raining here um well it's been raining in the last couple of days and we came from the lakes and it's just um yeah second half of the week it was very atmospheric but it was raining for for sure so welcome to Mm. beehive household podcast and thank you for taking your time um during your holidays to have this conversation with me i'm very honored and privileged it's 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 a pleasure to be with you um thank you for inviting me thank you so much so Jumping right into it, um, because Tracy, your life journey to date—it it truly defied the odds, did it? From from the day you were born, pretty much. And I was privileged to hear a bit of your story from the sorority meetings, and I think there was one meeting on the clubhouse. And as this podcast is all about home life, would you be able to share what your home life was like growing up um well first of all um for the first six months
1: i was i was in hospital i was in an incubator because i was born at 26 weeks and not expected to survive so there was not much uh, attention paid to me um more than nurses than my family because you know nobody wants to get attached to something that may not be here and it's very difficult and uh my mum was only 18 at the time so my my home life growing up has been was really really challenging um simply So our first form of eviction was when my my granddad was having an affair with a a woman and my nan died. I live with my I live with my nan and granddad and my mum and my mum's sister. And, And when my nan died, we were evicted from the family home because the girlfriend was moved in. Um, and so we left with just our clothes and my mum at that time was almost 22 and, and really didn't know how to look after herself. You know, she, she was still a child, although she partied hard after all, it was the sixties or by then it was almost the seventies. She partied hard and had a great time and, and had a very privileged life. So never really had to worry about money or work or because she, she worked with, with, with my uh, granddad, but everything changed that day. And so, um, and we lived in a. Uh, an an awful bed sit called uh, Sheba Mansions in Crystal Palace and we had one room my mum and I that we shared Um, and then we you know then we kind of moved around quite a bit and in fact we didn't my mum didn't own a home until um, with a with an address book and a proper address book until the 80s and we always lived in other people's homes or or boyfriends homes uh, but never had a home of our own so um, it although my life was strange and odd and, and you know that I never went to school and I was totally illiterate for for and through my teenage years. That's um, right. I um we had the most amazing parties at our houses because my mum loved to party she loved to dance she loved to sing I mean she was a, she was addicted to life really you know she really really loved um the fun side of life um which meant that I w- I became more of the carer and the organiser and she was the party person but it was always fun. And, you know, I didn't understand or know anybody else's life. So, so my life, I was very accepting of it. Um, And it was challenging at times, of course, things are, Um, but I think that um, not being able to read and write um, probably allowed me to nurture my emotional intelligence and my ability to be safe. But the one thing that I've always craved um, is a home of my own. And so Mm. as soon as I, as soon as I could uh, get a property, I actually, When I was 16, I rang the the council, Lambeth council every day for for almost two years, saying that, you know, because we lived in a three bedroom flat and there were three children, a a boy, a girl, my brother, my sister and myself. And uh, and my mum and my mum's boyfriend, who was quite abusive and used to hit me and fight and was a real bully, a very intimidating man. Um oh uh I, I used to call them all the time and in the end they they told me that they were only get they were only giving me a property to look at. They said, You've got a choice of three, you need to make a decision. Um, and uh we don't ever want to see you again or hear from you again afterwards because I used to call them every day. So that was that was kind of where I learned, I suppose, that determination and tenacity pays off. You know, I made sure that I learned all the names of the council officers up at the local uh, office just off just off of um Knights Hill and um I just uh, I, I got my flat, and my mum. My mum was really good at wallpapering and decorating, so she came and wallpapered it with me and decorated it. And then one of my girlfriends stood guarantee guarantor for me, so that I could buy a sofa and hire purchase. And and slowly, slowly, I, I you know I built this flat, and then I bought it, and and I loved it. It was my, it was my first real home. It was somewhere where I was safe. Um, and so, at the so age of very, 18, 18, 18. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I bought I bought it when I was twenty for 17,000 pounds. So um wow. uh uh it was it was uh it was a great flat. It was yeah it was um where was uh, it on that just it was just off of Knights Hill in West Norwood. So yeah right. Yeah 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 actually I drove past it the other day and with my daughter and I said that's where I used to live that was my first flat and she was like what? I said yeah that was my first flat. And oh she was God. like wow well, mum. So uh, it still had the burglar alarm up that I'd put in. Um So I always seem to, I always seem to, I always used to, I always seem to attract these men that were obsessed with me when I was young. And and one guy tried to break into my flat. So after that I had this burglar alarm put in the most expensive one I could find. And it's still there. That made me, that made me smile. But yeah, I was young because I was, I I was always tenacious, right? I was always quite a sensual being, you know, I I wore beautiful clothes because of how I was brought up. I mean, you know that I was brought up, my mum used to shoplift, right? So I had the most beautiful clothes. Um, sometimes I wore two left shoes but you know I had these great clothes I always had lovely things lovely shoes lovely lovely clothes and and um, yeah and kind of stood out in the clubs and things um, because I love to dance and I had a bit of rhythm so yeah I always used to get these crazy boyfriends but there you go oh wow home home was my haven was it for sure how long you've how long you've lived in that flat for i lived in that flat for all, uh, oh, so until I was 24. And then I bought uh, a Victorian house with my first husband um, in West Norwood on Casewick Road. And I actually negotiated with the, the guy who was selling this beautiful refurbished Victorian house, which well, it's beautiful then to me, um, four bedrooms, uh, to, to buy my flat at a higher price so that I could afford his house. Um, so again, you know, if you, if you don't ask, you, 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 you just don't get. So, um, yeah, so it was, it was, it was interesting, interesting times.
0: Wow. And you're right that you, you just, uh, from the word go, it seems like you had something in your head, what you, you what you wish for yourself and you often call it your cosmic list.
1: <laughs> yeah. I call it my cosmic shopping list. Cosmic yeah, shopping that, list. That's the one. And that was the first thing. As soon as I learned how to read and write, remember, this is like, you know, 14, nearly 15. As soon as I learned to read and write, I bought myself a let's diary and I used to write the things that I wanted to achieve. And the first thing there was
0: to be safe and to have a home of my own. So how, um, how bizarre, yeah. isn't it? It's just something yeah. that a lot of people take for granted. Yeah. It was number one yeah. for you to actually have that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's, it it, it's a, what, what amazes me is the, um, having had all of those experiences, very traumatic experiences. And in um, other interviews, you you did mention that, you know, you had quite abusive um. At times in you know, yeah. relationships with uh, with with people throughout your childhood. And yeah. what it, it it amazes me that it didn't make you angry with the world, it didn't make you um insecure. You're a very confident, beautiful woman, but most of all, you have the kindest heart. And this is what I you know, we we met briefly, but that's what I keep hearing from all the sorority sisters and people that know you. There's a lot of out there on the internet, of course, all the publications, and everyone raves about the kindness of your heart. How did it? How did it shape you? How did you? How did you make through those experiences to be you? Um, I don't. I, you know, I really I find that really
1: difficult to answer um, because. I you know there are two choices in life you either step up and you step out of situations that 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 no longer serve you um or you remain a victim and and I really didn't want to remain a victim and that and I think I learned that from my mum because although I mean some horrific things happened to my mum too it wasn't just me you know and I was witness to a lot of those horrific things equally I was you know uh hit and and, and abused but so was she you know I've watched her have a you know a, hot coffee poured over her and you know beaten had her hair you know been pulled pulled around by her hair you know i've seen her with oh black my eyes and bruised bodies so you know but 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 it was in those days you know men that that um that used to hit and abuse women it was accepted it was socially acceptable and so it was a different way of life and i think that um you know what we see today happening is is is, is very different but I, I choose not to be a victim I choose not to be a victim of circumstance. And actually, um, and I choose not to be a victim of shame, you know, because shame freezes you. It stops you from enjoying the life that you have left. It stops you from living in the now because you're always worried about what people thought of you before when actually what anybody thinks of me is their business. I really don't care. And so from that perspective, I wasn't going to be, you know, held back uh, or defined by who I was. I want to be defined by who I am today and who I'll be tomorrow and who I'll be the day after I don't want to be defined by what was um and I and I think that we should you know teach resilience we should you know things do get tough people do have challenging lives and, and and I'm certain that people there are people out there that have had lives way more difficult than me and have gone on to thrive and survive and and progress and and do it you know proudly and with confidence so I choose not to be a victim I choose to, you know, to take the lesson and learn from it and move on. Um, there's no other way
0: for me. I don't know any other way. So wise, so wise. When have you have you always been like like this? Is it is it quite early yeah. on you had to grow up and and realise that? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I think that I think I actually think. and and again you know there's no scientific evidence and i haven't got anybody to you know verify this but i actually think that being in the incubator you know being born at 26 weeks and surviving with with no with no you know with no brain damage with no uh, i mean i did have lung issues for a very long time i had tuberculosis pneumonia i was very sick as a child um but but with no health issues you know i i feel like i'm 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 very fortunate and and the fact that um the fact that I survived I believe that I'm resilient and I think that that comes from um and and do I long to be loved and touched and 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 you know connect to people of course I do um, because that was obviously a part of my life that was missing but you know I put as much effort into giving as I do taking
0: that's right that's right how how did it um you know whilst you you mentioned that that part of your life the childhood the way it was you were you didn't know any different but Shirley, when you started to grow up and putting things into perspective, what helped you not to turn against your mum?
1: Because she was there with me through through all of it. I mean, there's, you know, there's some of the abuse that she didn't know about only because, you know, I was scared um, and was told not to to tell. But, you know, um, and I don't think I would have ever told her because her life was difficult enough. You know, she had serious challenges. Um and and I loved my mum I loved to dance with her I loved to sing with her and, and you you know you said to me who would I who would I love to sit and have dinner with again and it's my mum there's nobody I miss more than her oh, really
0: wow. oh wow because you, you, your mum passed away now isn't she yeah
1: yeah yeah she passed away on the 9th of August so um eight years ago 2013 oh. wow yeah. So, um, yeah, there
0: isn't anyone that I, that I, that I miss, miss more. Wow. And um, how did your upbringing and how were you treated or mistreated as a child impacted your relationship in the future? How did it shape that when you got to um, have relationships of your own?
1: Um, I think that um, I kind of knew how I didn't want to treat people. I knew that I wanted to listen and remember because I wasn't educated and I still I'm still not an academic. You know everything that I've learned I've learned through life, so I, I feel that um some yeah, everybody's always got something to to teach me. So I often try to listen more um than 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 I talk um, but I I, I feel that uh, you know everybody every new relationship is a is a a new way to learn a new way to be a new way to connect and everybody i speak to tells me something that i don't know so i'm quite i'm quite free and easy with people um and i've met a lot of different people you know when my mum used to when we used to um to go out she would say you know you have to look like you belong you have to behave like you belong and so i've always put applied that lesson to to whatever group or connection um or someone i'm meeting um, you know I, I
0: adore being around people it's those invaluable soft skills isn't it that yeah. you just naturally possess that you you yeah. almost can't teach those things they the
1: no, combination no, of you that have feel,
0: you have to feel them you have to feel them you know they're not um
1: they're not things that and and also i think that you only learn them through observation so if you're if you're too centered on yourself um, you, 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 and you don't, you're not interested in other people or their behaviour. Then you don't learn how to behave better.
0: Beautiful. When it comes to your romantic life, mm. how did that pan out for you? Well, I've got two failed marriages, so it,
1: <laughs> it hasn't been great. Um, so wow. the first, the, the first husband asked for for uh, the first husband. I asked for a divorce, and the second husband asked for a divorce. Um, but you know, I loved them. The time that I was with them, I loved them with all my heart. They 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 were great men. But sometimes you just continue to grow, and other people don't, and and that makes life very very difficult. And and I never want to be the same person. I I am not that I'm like schizophrenic or crazy, but I want to keep learning and evolving and engaging and doing fabulous things. And and I'm and at times I'm too much for most men, really. To to be perfectly honest. Um, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm too much centrally. I'm too much, you know, from, from, you know, I'm a, well, you know, I'm a social butterfly. I have so many yeah. groups and so many people that I love to be around. Um, I have a very close friendship circle, but it's tiny, it's tiny, 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 yeah. but I just love the. I just love the energy of people. So, you know, and, and it's interesting. And I kind of, I was having this uh, conversation with, with, with somebody, um, so I live with my friend Yvonne Wake and she's a psychologist, right? She's a, You met her at the at the last event. She's a clinical dietitian, public right, health yes. nutritionist and a psychologist. So we go for, for for lots of walks. And then also I've got my lovely other friend, Pia Stankia, and she is also, um, you know, a life coach. So I get all this free coaching on the walks that I go on. Um, <laughs> and, and, one, and one of the things they say to me is that, you know, how comes you're always going out with different men? And it's not, it's not, are not sexual relationships. They're not intimate relationships, but I right. love the company. I love the company of men. And actually, you know, I'm, 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 I'm looking to find a man that can, can stimulate me on every single level. Um, who knows? Wow. <laughs> and it, and it's... Because today, because date they haven't been able to, you know, I've still had to have my dinners and my social conversations and, you know, all of those things that I, that I love about being with people.
0: Well, knowing your determination and your cosmic shopping list, I mean, although you're not <laughs> going to buy one, but I'm pretty sure you're going to attract one. And well, I'm working on it. And being a social butterfly as well, and just uh, putting yourself out there, and that love for people that you have, it all it takes is just it just take a right place, right time, and um, you know when when you're ready. Perhaps yeah. you, need, you you perhaps, perhaps with a little help from Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. That's really that's that's really interesting. So all of my girlfriends, they kind of like, let me look at your bumble app, let me see what's on there. They're like left, right. Even even my daughter Ava's like, come on, let's have a look, let's have a look at the, the men that are on there. That <laughs> always makes
0: me laugh. It always makes me laugh. Well. Can I is is it like a serial data you are or?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, no, actually, I decided that um, if I was going to to, so I was on Bumble and Elite Singles. So I remember, I, I separated in two thousand seventeen, divorced in two thousand nineteen. So I've been by myself for some time. So, um, so I thought, well, if I'm going to do this Bumble thing, you know, I've got to do it properly. So I actually wrote up a business plan on how I was going <laughs> to do it, <laughs> and it wow, was. I'm I... gonna, <laughs> i'm gonna go so all the ladies out there you've got to have a plan it's it and, and and actually i don't think it's a numbers game you know like a lot of people say it's a numbers game you've got to see lots of people um i don't think it's about the numbers game i think it's about the connection so what i did is I of decided, quantity. yeah 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 what i decided is i would you know do my swiping right i would leave a one minute kind of brief message uh, so they could hear my voice um and then i would have lots of conversations with them um, uh, on the on the bumble app and then i would move them over to whatsapp if i was interested and then i would stack them up as 20 minute dates so i'd try and do three in an hour um at, you <sighs> know whether it be whether it be you know when i was at shopping in Bermondsey or one of the food markets that i'd love to go to or meeting them um, at, you know uh, in high park um doing not not having uh, lunch breakfast or dinner with them but just doing these quick informal um you know conversation and i and you know quite quickly whether or not there's a connection right exactly
0: um you don't have to suffer through the whole lunch or dinner or the evening no
1: no no
0: no 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 so that's that's that that's that's uh that's been my technique so let's see let's see yes how long you've been on it (laughs) um since uh last year last year wow wow i love it i love how you know, it's, it's not just,
1: but, a, but but I only put the, uh, I only put the action plan into place about, uh, three months ago. So three months because ago. I kind of thought, yeah, I thought this is not working. It's not working this way.
0: Right. You, you, exactly. You've got to find the right way. I, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see, um, I'm, I'm going to be keeping a close eye on, the on your Instagram and stuff. <laughs> 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 um i mean
1: yeah i'm looking i'm looking i'm looking for that perfect man i know what he's like
0: you know what he's like oh wow wow well there's a there's certainly i think when you know you know and um i think what perfect is defined in a way that who you connect with and all of a sudden all the maybe something that is not so perfect becomes oh, perfect. I
1: love I I love perfectly imperfect Perfectly I mean, you know, imperfect. None of, us, none of us are none of us are perfect I love I love people that you know do crazy things that you know are adventurers that you know like me you know you. I'm looking I'm looking for someone like me
0: well don't forget that marriage goes by contrasts you know <laughs> you need to have a balancing act you can have friends that are like you But the Mm. relationship, there needs to be, you know, that. (laughs) But they need to be supportive. They need to be part of your life. They need to be enjoying. They need to get you. They need to get you. you. That's right. That's right. And uh, back to your career. So you also a girl who came from working on the beauty counter all the way to CEO. And uh, you are now an absolute guru and an expert in the beauty industry and you are i mean you are the epitome of success when it comes to career so when did you start to feel and realize that the tables were changing that you were becoming successful
1: um that's that's a long time ago because as soon as i kind of you know i felt i was successful as soon as i landed the lauder corporation job right I felt I, was a, I felt I was a success when I went to yeah, orders of Bromley um, and I discovered that for every additional 1% uh, yeah, profit we delivered, we got an additional 1% salary increase. Yeah. So that was at the orders group, you know, so I I love working with those guys. Um, and then there were, when there was no career progression, I moved on elsewhere. I went to travel retail. I learned so much there. And then I went on to Donna Karen, which was, you know, suddenly I was working for this famous you know, fashion designer with, with two direct reports, um, you know, away from her, which was just wonderful. And and I was, uh, 27. So, you know, learned about, uh, you know, actually might've been 26, but learned about culture and positioning and, and success and, and, uh, Uh, it was, it was just, it was just amazing, um, to, 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 to be there. I think I was 27 and, uh, you know, wearing head to clothes, head to head to toe designer clothing, you know, beautiful Donna Karen collection, um, flying business class to New York every, every few months to, to meet my boss or having my boss, you know, come and stay at the Blake's hotel. And, you know, and that's when I really, um, got the bug for you know beautiful beautifully designed things luxury um uh, as a whole I think and then going to Aveda you know I love that and of course the urban retreat business was just phenomenal um great energy always surrounded by amazing women coming in for treatments and services and you know and then if I look back on my yeah, uh, estate Lauder days my clinic days all I ever wanted to be was you know Joan Collins or Alexis, you know Alexis Colby from Dynasty yeah. because I you know I figured she was a sharp businesswoman and she had you know beautiful well, I mean a lot of makeup but in those days she was so glamorous you know the, the 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 jewelry and the clothes and the shoes and the hair and um it took me a long time to figure out that was actually a wig but um, <laughs> um <laughs> you know and I kind of I looked around me when I was young and I thought well, who who are the women that that look like that and it was the women in beauty you know, they Mm -hmm. had the, the, the hairstyles and the lovely shoes and they smelled and looked gorgeous and they were charming because they were trying to sell you something. And I thought, well, I've got to be one of those. I've got to be one of those girls. And, and so that's what I worked on, on, on doing. And, um, and of course, you know, it, I have a love for my industry and for the people in it. And, um, and I've, ne- and I've never stopped loving it. And I have moved into private equity and worked on brand acquisition. And I have, you know, gone into stores like March and Spencer's and looked at the reshaping of the, of the beauty department. And right now I'm working with, you know, several fabulous brands, Modern Botany, which is all about regenerative farming and minimalist skincare, which I adore. And then Kalmar, which I'm, I'm wearing one of our caftans now, Kalmar uh, yeah. Lifestyle, working with the amazing Karen Rumi. Um, so you know I'm very privileged um, to to get to work with so many amazing people and so many amazing brands and and I just love what I do and I can see i'm very prescient you know I can see what lies ahead and I think that's because I spend more of my time listening to what people have to say about brand than I do uh, you know than I do thinking about how it should be so from that perspective i I, I believe that you know you, you, you build it you build a beauty brand by you know being by being conscious of the change that's happening around you and what the client actually wants and needs. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, I'm, 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 blessed. So I wouldn't say that I was a guru, but, but, um, you know, I, I, I can see things coming and, and that's why I work with Mintel. You know, I work with the fabulous Jane Henderson at Mintel and, and the team there, and oh, um, wow. looking at what fut- future trends are and writing reports and, and being engaged because, um, because I've been around, long enough to know that everything old is new again in some shape or form it's just redeveloped and re-evolved um and I think that there's a a very much a, a new consumer coming in the beauty industry
0: it's amazing how you transported your skills of being able to read people and because you were in such a survival mode throughout your childhood into no
1: I think I, I think I, I naturally I think I spend my whole life in survival mode really? I think that once you're once you're a victim of 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 of, of a, a challenging life right um and 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 as I said I don't consider myself a victim but things happen and and yeah. um but once you go through those circumstances you are always a survivor you cannot you cannot survive something and then go back to normal you are always in that mode and what you have to do is learn how to manage that mode so that it doesn't um it doesn't wear you out it doesn't exhaust you but people that are are, are victims of of circumstances and situations they build this resilience um, and they carry a lot of doubt with them and a lot of uncertainty but the smart ones the smart ones learn how to manage it really really well and know that you know nothing ever stays the same whatever you're going through today it will be different tomorrow you know, and 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 I've learned lots of things, you know, like a taxi driver said to me one day after I'd caught one, my, my first boyfriend um, having an affair. And um, he said, you know, I'm sitting in the back of his cab sobbing. And he was like, don't worry, it all comes out in the wash. You know, and actually, yeah, that's how life works. It all comes out in the wash and the things that you worry about and the things that you're terrified of mostly never happen. Um, and actually, as far as I'm concerned, the worst things that could ever happen to me already have. Oh wow. Apart from dying. So so you know so I take my survival uh you know my survival badge um of 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 still being here and being strong and using that to push me forward. Um and I, I would love to you know encourage anybody that's gone through difficulty to to look at things differently because once you survive one thing you can survive another and another and another and another.
0: So inspirational and powerful and strong and it's it's it, I guess it's in, the, in, in a similar way that, um, you know, people go through different experiences and sometimes even smaller experiences in life of failures completely break people. And I just want to take your story. That's why I was so excited to have you on my podcast, to bring your story out there, to actually inspire people and to look at you and put things into perspective and just say, oh my gosh, if, Tracy did it. If she is where she is mentally, physically, you know, it's I I can be, I can do it. I can do it. I can totally go on and defy my odds and get over things and, you know, survive and and put things behind and learn from it and become resilient. And this is what you represent. And it's, Ah. it's resilience
1: takes, resilience takes practice you know, and, and failure is just lessons But you know, failure its it's interesting what we attach to failure because we, we consider ourselves unworthy, unsuc- unsuccessful, incapable when we fail, but actually they're just lessons. You know, I wish that we could, t- we could cross out failure and just replace it with lessons. They're life lessons. Um, and each time you, you take something away that, that makes you, unless you're, you know, really, really, um, not capable, you, you, you know, you take, every you take, the actions away that then allow you to overcome the next obstacles you know the, the more trouble you have the higher you can climb it's just whether or not you choose to
0: wow when you go through a downfall what mentally you do to help yourself now having been through everything you've been through is there i know there's no such a technique as in step one two three and you'll be fine but what what works for you personally?
1: Um, I I laugh. I go. I walk with my with my girlfriends. Um, I dance. I dance every morning for, for between seven and twenty minutes without foul. I put on like I put my uh, uh, my earphones in. I put my music on random. I don't know what I'm gonna get, and I just dance. And sometimes I Oh, I, kind I of, love you, know, you,
0: Tracy. This I, is I, such I fast a good... try, I,
1: I, I moved to the, I think, well, that's not good enough today, but you know, and I, and I just dance. I mean, somebody, I was like dancing to Michael Jackson, you know, I don't even, I'm not even sure I like Michael Jackson anymore, but, but, you know, <laughs> uh, da- dancing away. And, and I, and I love to do that. It lifts your energy. It, you know, it releases, um, oxytocin and serotonin and, you know, it just makes you feel good. Um, there are certain things that I do every day. I, you know, I cold water shower. I don't wash with, with hot water in the mornings. Um, I, um, I body brush, I meditate every day for 30 minutes, um, in the morning. Um, and then I try to have kind of like a downtime. Um, I'm sure again, that, you know, people kind of think, you know, crazy. I mean, again, you know, I'm dancing around the flat in you know my knickers and vest uh, in the morning because oh, to fly because um because it lifts my spirits um and even if I've got like a, a big meeting um or an hour zooms right and if, if, yeah. if, if I come off of there and I feel like oh, I feel really flat then I just put music on and I just dance because movement is what energizes us right the beats and, you know but people don't realize that rhythm is so in tune with nature so mm-hmm. in tune with nature so if I can't get into nature and walk and I dance um and, and I'll dance anywhere I mean We were on a boat yesterday on this lovely um, secluded beach and the kids, there was this group of young people. I mean, there was a few more mature people there and they had um, had a rib that was like a massive rib and they're having a disco on their boat. And, you know, we were, I was, uh, I was jumping over the side with the kids and I was trying to teach them how to do forward flips. So that you 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 jump off the side of the boat and you flip and you go in. And so Oh my um, gosh, you can do which that! Was, yeah, I can do that. Which was so funny because like the kids were like, "Wow, we're scared to do that." I'm like, "No, you can do it. Come on!" And then you know we were dancing with the with the with the next boat and you know having fun because that's what life is about, right? You have to bring fun and joy into into your life. So you know, I love dancing. I've done you know, I've 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 done dance workshops with my daughter um, you know, which to learn Beyonce dance routines, not that I'm any good (sighs) at it. I mean, Ava is absolutely fantastic. She's so got rhythm and I just, you know, it was a joy for me to watch and you can see when I'm dancing, I'm looking in the mirrors, watching Ava, you know, not take it so seriously. And then suddenly Anthony says, right, now we're going to do, you know, now we've practiced, we're going to do it and we're going to film it. And then suddenly she brings all of these moves in and she's really nailed it. And I just said, You know, Ava, I, I, I thought you were like messing around and you weren't taking it seriously. She uh-huh. said, No, I was learning this. I was learning the steps and the beat. And I went, Darling, if you go into life, if you enter your life with the same approach that you entered that dance routine, you're going to have the best life ever. You're going to have the best life ever. Just don't forget that. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, and, and that's, that's what life's about. You know, it's, it's every day, it's a different
0: every day it's a different routine oh wow wow it just want to makes makes me want to stand up and dance, doesn't it what are you, what is your relationship like with your kids because it's
1: good it's, it's good. Yeah. My, my, my my son is 30 this year he's quite eccentric um you know he collects trainers he day trades he um he he plays computer games uh, continuously for himself and for other people. So when they can't get to where they need to get, he gets them there. I'm sure he gets paid for doing that too. Um, <laughs> he, you know, he's, he's, he, he travels less now, but he's, um he's, he's an eccentric, but he's got the kindest heart. He's the most confident human being. Um, and he really is the best version of himself. And um, he has a lovely girlfriend that he's been with, Sid, he's been with for three years. Um, Ava, she is at King's University. She's on her first year reading law she's uh she's very driven very focused she is very charismatic very beautiful I mean the best makeup artist ever I wish I could take her with me wherever I went because she always manages to make me look better than I can make myself look Uh um she is so charming she has a lovely boyfriend um Ronaldo um and um yeah they're they're good fun and I love hanging out with them and I don't get to see them now as much because you know they're living their own lives um but I feel like you know they're, they're they're great human beings, and they've got a lovely life ahead of them. They have an insatiable appetite for living a wonderful life. and um, and that's that's the best
0: you can do, really. Runs in the family, that trait, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> yeah, it's an addiction, I suppose. addiction addiction mm. for life. that's a an yeah. cool addiction to health. yeah, really. yeah, yeah. so um you mentioned a little bit about your personal self-care routine and being so in tune with everyone else's needs. You mentioned before that at one point you fell into the trap of caring about others more than you care about your own self. So when did you start putting yourself first and how did your self-care routine change?
1: I think, I mean, I've always obviously practiced, you know, good skincare rituals, makeup rituals. I've never gone to bed with my makeup on, you know, all those kind of crazy things. But I think that the self-care rituals didn't um, really start until 2014. I was diagnosed with um, thyroid failure, uh, borderline uh, type 1 diabetes and type 2 diabetes. And I suddenly realized as I headed towards my 50th birthday and remember my mum was dying. Um, you know, she had um, cancer in 11 places. Um, and I think that that moment I thought, you know, I am my mother's daughter and this is the journey that I'm going to be going on unless I unless I change my path. And so I went to an amazing clinic in Germany called Bukinger Wilhelmi, where I learned about intermittent fasting. And you asked me as well about my my favorite book. Yvonne gave me a book um, she read in the eight. It, might be in the late seventies, early eighties. It's called um, uh, "How to Look Good and Feel Better" by Gaylord Hauser, and it was written mm-hmm. in the nineteen fifties in Hollywood. And it was all the top tips if you wanted to be a, a Hollywood movie star. So the um the uh, Gaylord Hauser book was um, was really influential, I think, in an understanding health and wellness because it, it talked about things that everybody talks about today, and it didn't talk about dieting. It talked about you know cleansing of the body and then um I, uh, Yvonne helped me with you know diet and nutrition because my second husband was a chef a cordon bleu chef right um and Italian and so bye that's a poor man saying goodbye and so 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 um uh you know he, he he was a cordon bleu chef so to feed to, to love you was to feed you And so I ate lots and lots of food, more food than I've ever eaten in my entire life because, you know, I I was deprived of of food as a child. So being deprived of food and being loved with food meant that I I ate enormous amounts of food. And then when we opened the deli back in 2002, um, you know, which I designed um, and uh, uh, it kind of looked like an Aveda store. The East Dulwich deli looked like an Aveda store. We had a a deli, uh, an East Dulwich deli in Harrods and an East Dulwich deli in Dulwich and a wholesale bakery called Born and Bread. Um, with
0: a, I mean, a fantastic top, top t- places to have it.
1: Yeah. yeah. You didn't we just a family- start a deli, you made it again. A success. Yeah, yeah. So we, so we had the, an amazing yo piece oven that we brought over from, um, from Spain, a uh, 20 ton wood fired oven. Um, but so, so, but again, you know, I put my whole heart into everything. So if I'm going to open a deli, I want to try everything. I want to know the food is right. I want to have things in the deli that you can make a meal. I just didn't want to be, you know, like a gift shop deli. I wanted it to be a proper deli. And I think that I just kind of i just continued to pile on the pounds and you know I was still walking and still doing my workout regimes, but not looking after myself as well as I could so then I kind of found myself with these health issues um and I just thought I've got to change it so I took myself off to booking out know, I recruited yvonne um and i actually um you know went on this journey of self improvement and self discovery and 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 for the last for the last um six years you know i've been into intermittent fasting i did a 20 21 day fast uh, 19th of december through to uh, middle of january uh, this year because my kids you know lockdown came and uh, you know my kids were in their bubbles and mom was going to stay with their dad and the other was be with his girlfriend and i just thought i'm going to take myself off to germany so, so i've kind of continued on this this wellness journey and, and discovering and i've you know read a lot of books on fasting and, and I'm really interested in the vagus nerve and the impact that that has on their health and well mm. um, and how that operates. And so I've just really tried to continue to be the best version of me. And, you know, I'm not going back to, you know, I only go forward. I don't go backwards. I live in the now and I move forward. So, so it's all about self-improvement and, and I want to live until I'm in my eighties, you know, and I want to live well. I don't want to be unwell. And so I believe that we should take responsibility for our health um, because, the, you know, the, the options are disappointing if you leave somebody else in charge of how you want to feel and how you choose to live in life. And so, so that's where I am really and really taking responsibility responsibility for it and being conscious and mindful, that not just about what I put in my heart and my mind, but what I put in my stomach. And I'm a big believer that a lot of our calls comes from an an imbalanced gut
0: health 100% agree and it's so much self-discipline in it as well but that determination self-respect self-respect yeah
1: I think probably in about 2006 2007 I discovered that I am the most important person in my life and actually I am all I've got and so I have to look after myself and it took me a long while and it wasn't I suppose from about 2010, 11, my my marriage wasn't the happiest of marriages, right it was it was full of pressure and negativity and you know uh, there were lots of different issues going on and um yeah, i didn't I didn't want the marriage to foul on Ava as a you know as a young child be left in the same way that Josh was. you know, I slept up with josh's dad when when he was very young, and I saw the impact of of not having two parents around um on him um and i and I know the impact of not having you know parents around because I've experienced that so I kind of we probably stayed together longer than 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 we should have Um, and then he asked me for a divorce anyway so um uh, yeah so for me uh realizing that I really needed to be responsible for myself in the same way that I've always been responsible for myself was was important not to hand that over to anybody else And, and I certainly won't do that ever again
0: Wow, that's right. Putting yourself first, and sometimes life situations force us to to make sacrifices. Um, but as long as it doesn't go different ways with your personal happiness, I guess that you're right to put that first is important. And I know you're you are between the houses at the moment, yeah, Um, but what matters to you the most at home what does um uh, a thousand fred count sheets that's like
1: that's really yes. important to me yes thank you <laughs> yes <laughs> it's really important to me i'm I'm a big fan of frete sheets um, and yes. um what else is important to me i love i love you know uh photography i collect terry o'neill uh photography beautiful um, i i love um I mean I love like you know blown glass um I love uh, Murano glass I I love Vetro uh, shelving. I had lots of that in my old house um I I love uh, you know designer pieces uh Eames chairs etc uh Ava now has my Barcelona chair um uh, in in her bedroom but uh I suppose for me I I like a, a home to 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 be simple um, but elegant and comfortable. I don't like it to be um, too uh, uh, too clinical, right? I like I like to have I like to have stuff that reflects the, the person that lives there the, the the, the, that, that that person yeah that that person has lived. Um, uh, my friend Bruce always says that I have too many Hermes blankets because they're everywhere. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, like you know, but, not, but, not but, a bad thing to but, have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: but you know, I, I, just, I mean, I love nice light fittings. I love comfortable beds. I love nice furniture. Um, I think, I think that everybody that comes to my homes, so wherever they are, um, and, and even now, you know, when I'm, I'm sharing at my, my girlfriend's flats, um, they always say that there's such nice, um, such nice energy. Um, in 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 the homes that I live in, and, and they're very welcoming. I love fresh flowers. Um, I'm, I'm trying to give them up though, because I kind of feel like they've you know they they're, they're adulterated so much now, and they're so full of chemicals in the environment. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I love I love my home to smell beautiful. We have some great scents at um, at Calmar, but also at Modern Botany, we have beautiful diffusers. Yeah. So I love to welcome people. You know, I love we always have napkins on our table even if we're you know, eating a salad I always have yeah. beautiful glasses um so I'm a big fan of kind of the kind of mid-century living um but also you know chucking a bit of you know Bamford into the look and feel and a little bit of Hermes and <coughs> excuse me yeah it's, it's 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 an eclectic it's an eclectic mix and my and my kids are the same actually Yeah, the 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 yeah the things that they choose and how they, you know how they style things out. We're we're all we're all very different, but all very similar. I love books. You know, I I I love um, I love I love reading books. I love coffee table books. So yeah, nice lighting is really important. Uh, my, my ex-husband, I made him uh, come to see Fifty Shades of Grey only because I heard that, they, that they, the, 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 the apartment was beautiful. But beautiful. And it was beautiful? Well <laughs> it was well lit. And I was like, well, I've got to go see that movie just for that. I mean, And I did. And funnily enough, one of the lights that I have um, yeah. is in Fifty Shades of Grey. So oh, really? Pretty crazy when you, it's pretty crazy when you go, to, uh,
0: you go to see a movie because you want to look at the interiors. You know, like yeah, I yeah, love is is the movies it, is that is Tom what... Faldre's is that was your main takeaway from the movie? The lights? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why I love Nancy, Nancy Meyer's movies. Right. Because I love the interiors that she creates for yeah. the for the home. You know, as good as it gets or it's complicated or, yeah. you know, I, I mean, it's complicated the Delhi and it's complicated. It's just fabulous. So I, I love, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll drive a hundred miles to look at a new shop. I'll fly to another country, you know, that I love going to to Colette and Corsicoma in Milan and uh Princhy, you know I, I took a, a flute to in Milan just to look at the new Princi bakery so you know I love what? design wow yeah I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit I'm a bit stupid like that but I just I just love it um and for me how things how things look says so much about you as a person and
0: and you know it's uh it's uh, it's uh yeah, I feel like I you it. might you, you are my soul sister that, but I, I've not, you know, but this is really inspirational because I usually tend to put a lot of stoppers in my head in, in the way that, oh no, I, I can't, I can't just drop everything like and go, you know, it's just the, 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 the freedom that you have really inspires me, really mm-hmm. inspires me just to go for things that are, you know, just that, that appreciation of aesthetics and creating yeah. beauty and feeling it and living and not overpowering beauty when it's um you're talking about that eclectic mix when it's not just designer explosions throughout that almost makes you want to vomit but it's yeah. just that yeah. tasteful combination elegant yeah with it with the little detail it's
1: but funny just like I a, you I,
0: are
1: yeah yeah that's how I try to be but I met a really uh, interesting uh a few months back, and um, and he's you know very uh uh savvy when it comes to design and architect and structure and strategy, and very cool, you know, very cool looking and um and and, and not into designers at all. And I kind of said, So, if I turn up you know head to toe uh in, in designer wear and order, and and into food as well, but you know, again. It, not, to, not the traditional way. Like if I if I turn up and head to head to toe and design the wear and order a chicken Caesar salad, <laughs> not interested there, in me? Yeah. I mean, and, and the thing <laughs> is that, that that's the thing, right? That that I I don't know if those people realise how uninteresting they are. Yeah. <laughs> really? you know, not 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 for ordering a chicken Caesar salad, but you know, <laughs> it, 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 the idea, you know, that you style things out yourself, that you choose, you know, that you you create who you want to be, not who other people uh, want you to be or how you should look, I think is really, really inspiring. And and, and I do love designer things. I mean, you know, I'm sitting here in Kalmar, right, and, and, yeah. and those sandals. But, you know, I love all of those things. But I also love, you know, mixing them with crazy things as well. And, and I think that that's how your home should be. It should yeah. be a reflection of you, the life that you've lived. Um, and I think that's why it's great to work with, you know, interior designers that really, really get you. Personally, I've never used an interior designer in any of the homes. Even when, you know, even when we refurbished, the sh- even when we created the shop, uh, even when, uh, you know, I, I refurbished a seven-bedroom house in Dulwich and and took it from, you know, being a bed and breakfast into a family home. I, you know, I did it slowly. And and one of the things that I always say to people is that when you first, you know, move into something, I try and just kind of live there as neutrally as possible um, and get, you know, see, see where the light falls and see what happens. You know, I just, I designed my own garden. Yeah, I've never done, I never done gardening before, but what I did is I found the most amazing botanist and horticulturist that is now one of my best friends. And, and, you know, he sorted out the planting because, you know, the design can be the design, but where you put the plants to survive and thrive, that's what makes the garden. And it's yeah. the same for home, you know. If you look at something and it brings you joy, I mean, I love Alfie's Antiques. Um, mm. You know, I love wandering around there. I have bought a lot of light fittings from there over the years, especially from um, you know the lovely Italian lady, lady whose name escapes me, but she's she's got a lovely boyfriend as well, smart woman. Um, you know, I uh, I love to just kind of go through that process of choosing things that that are going to bring me joy. Um, and they're going to, you know, create great memories. Even if it's buying something very, very tiny. When I'm somewhere, a piece of jewelry or something. If there's been yeah. a, a love, if I've had a lovely time, you know, like here, I bought a lovely pair of earrings a couple of days ago, and every time I wear them now, I'll, I'll think of you know Eos staying in this beautiful house with these amazing friends. Yeah. having a wonderful time and and that's what it's about right you should you should buy these things because they 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 make you feel good that they bring you joy and happiness and 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 and, and that's what I say is it you know what's my return on investment you know on that piece when I look at it when I touch it when I use it when I feel it you know yeah I, that's what I always do that's what I always do a kitchen knife you know I, I'll, I'll spend a lot of money on a kitchen knife because you know, it's got to it's got to, it's got to, keep chopping and cutting for a long time. I'm not good at sharpening them, but I am good at um, buying them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it's exactly what you said, to bring joy to you rather than having things on display for someone else to walk in and, I don't know, form an opinion or wanting to display things that are not exactly you for the sake of the status or i don't know just uh, any superficial things that may come to particularly maybe younger personalities you know that are on on their way of um finding that confidence of being themselves and having joy in owning things and buying things and having in expressing themselves in the right way this is very inspirational yeah
1: it's just, it's so important to encourage people it's it's so much more about you when you hand pick the things that are gonna bring you happiness and joy and and every time you know I always think every time I look at that is it going to make me feel good about how much I spent on it or, or why I bought it <laughs> and if if, if if it if it doesn't tick all the boxes then I don't even go there um yeah, yeah I, do, I do love nice i do love beautiful things I love nice cars I love nice wine I love nice clothes I love a nice home i love a a beautifully manicured garden um you know I love sitting sitting in my garden and drinking coffee and thinking god I remember this when it was just you know just earth um and nothing not much else I think that you know building things building it the best thing that we can do is build a beautiful life yes and whatever is deemed to be beautiful to you make sure you put it in it
0: boom just beautiful You know, like every sentence of yours, I can put it in quotes and just frame it because it's it's exactly it's exactly how it is. It just so resonates. And in one of your articles addressing your younger self, you wrote, "Ask for help and get a mentor, someone you can have a coffee with, and who you'll be honest with, and who right, hang on, someone you can have a coffee with and who'll be honest with you." And yeah. as an entrepreneur myself, I love this advice. Can you please elaborate on this?
1: So so what, so what I discovered, you know, when I got my first job at, um, at Clinique with, with the Estee Lauder Corporation, uh, I, I said to a friend uh, who has been like my second mum, I mean, she saved me, she fed me, she loved me, she cared for me. Um, Tracy Jeddah. So I always give her a call out because she's such a beautiful human being. And I said to, she said, I said the Estee Lauder recruiting, you know, her staff and she said, let's go. Where is it? I said, it's the Westby Hotel in Bond Street. You know, I lived in West Norwood then. And she was like, let's go. I'll take you. So I said, I haven't got any shoes. You know, all my shoes are like stilettos with big bows on the back or they're bright yellow. She said, you have like to wear a pair of my shoes. And I was like, but you're a size three and I'm a size six. She said, how much do you want the job, Tracy? you know like you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta get in it so we have this borrowed dress and these shoes and I don't know how I managed to walk in them but I did without without even because yeah, uncomfortable shoes show in your face right so to go for to go for three interviews that evening and and get the job wearing those shoes I kind of think I could do it anything I didn't do anything you know, but, 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 but um that you know that that was a great that was a great piece of advice and she is a mentor and a guide and 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 of course my you know I've progressed so hard with my career but she's she always gives me sound advice and then I have another you know I work with and and I adore uh, Hannah um she is um she works with me on Calmar and we do some work together on modern botany she's a, she works with me on marketing strategy vision. Um, she's eloquent, fun. She, you know, she's a lot younger than me. And I consider her to be a mentor to me because you know, she, 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 she keeps me fresh. I consider my kids, you know, to be mentors to me. They have great perspectives. Um, some other amazing women, Eileen Border, Hilary Dart, Caroline Neville. Um, you know, I've always got great female mentors, even Yvonne. Um, you know, that I I'm and and my dear friend Begonia is just like the best because you know, she's she's she just tells me as it is. And I think that you have to find people that you really trust and really respect. Um, there's a beautiful man that I work with that, that uh, is one of the founders of Cedar Bridge Investments, my Gandalf. You know, he he's one of the few men that explains things to me and never, ever makes me feel like I'm not enough or I'm not knowledgeable enough or I'm not capable. The way he explains and guides and supports, he's a wonderful human being. And, you know, I work with him on many projects um and and i bring something different to the table that he doesn't but just because i don't know what i don't know he doesn't he doesn't intimidate me by that he actually advises and supports me and i think that that's what a good mentor does you know um and you find those people but you have to be observant number one you have to be observant and you have to be able to listen to what they say to you and truly listen and number two you have to you have to ask for help
0: yeah yeah, you know, it's, it's what's, like you it's said, you scared. don't, you don't ask, you don't get, isn't it? That's yeah. how we started yeah. the interview. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And if you don't, you know, it, and don't be afraid to not know what you don't know. <laughs> you know, because it, there. We go through life not knowing an
0: awful, an awful lot, and yeah. and if you if you're intimidated by that, you'll never know as much as you could. That's right. And uh, there's a lot of emphasis on imposter syndrome these days. It's almost becoming. It's fashionable, another label and statement to... Yeah, it's a
1: fashionable analogy, right, on on yeah. how we're living. Um, you know, I think that imposter syndrome comes from lack of com- confidence. But I think that, again, if you feel like you're imposing in, in, in the life that you're trying to create, right, then you're never going to live your best life possible. And actually yeah. having mentors through that process really helps you. You know, you have to be present in your life. And if you feel like you don't belong there, then mm-hmm. you won't. My mum always used to say, when you walk in, yeah, and, and this was a shoplifting trick, right? <laughs> because, <laughs> because, you know, my mum used to steal clothes to order for, for call cool girls, for, for, for prostitutes. Like, not, oh, wow. not prostitutes, local prostitutes, but, like, high-class prostitutes that, you know, they never wanted to pay full price for anything. And whether it was a, a mink coat or, a, 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 you know, a designer dress, that's what, what, what we stole. And, and my mum always used to say, you know, we have to, you have to look the part." You have to look like you belong and if you don't look like you belong you'll never feel like you do so whatever it takes to make you feel like you should be there but you deserve to be there do it do yeah. it if you want it bad
0: enough yeah do it if you want it bad enough and I feel like if you don't feel like if you, if you don't feel like there's nothing else to learn then then you don't want it bad enough. get out of there yes and find yeah. a space where you you have something to learn yeah. where you do feel yeah. that Perhaps imposter Although this is so such a negative twist on this expression right now. Yeah, but
1: but I but I think sometimes to you know to swim in the deep end and feel a little out of your depth is thrilling, right? It's exciting to do things that you've never done before and it's just keep it in hindsight like, yeah. mainly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not where yeah, you maybe. are, no,
1: no, no, I don't know. I quite like the excitement <laughs> of like being this. right there and not, yeah, not knowing what's next. But you know, remember, I live, I've lived my life like that, right? I've yeah. lived my life on a, on an edge. It could have gone one way or another. You know, yeah. I could have been, you know Sadly, I lost my brother. Um, had a, 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 you know, I mean, we won't go into it, but you know, he was an addict, and um, you know, that was the choice that, you know, he went one way and I went the other. My my brother was an adrenaline, um. Uh, junkie, you know, he he was addicted to doing things that he shouldn't be doing. Mm. Um, and he was very similar to my mum, but my mum managed to keep all of her addiction under control. You know, my mum was addicted to 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 life. Um, but you know mm. she loved sex. I mean everybody knew she loved sex because you could all hear it, right? My yeah. mum <laughs> loved sex. She loved she loved she loved partying, she loved drinking, she loved recreational drugs, she loved dressing up, she loved glamour. She loved so much of life. Um, and, and kept it all under control. And, and I suppose what I saw is how do I manage, how do I manage that? Because I, I you know, I am my mother's daughter um, mm. and, and my dad, who I didn't meet until I was 47 is more or less wow. the same. You know, he, 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 he was in my mind, you know, I look at him and, and, you know, I don't talk to him because I didn't get well, His 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 daughter or his ex or his wife, She's not his ex wife, his wife. Um, you know but in my mind my dad was a sex addict you know my dad was addicted to having affairs and and, and beautiful women um and, and he's a very vain man you know and loved to party hard you know he had the latest car the latest you know the biggest house he had everything he had he lived this wonderful wonderful life and he still does in France now and um, so yeah you know, two parents that were uh, were very much had addiction issues and 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 were quite selfish human beings you know it was all about. Uh, living the life that they chose to live and everybody else had to you know be a spectator spectator or you know put up and shut up um you know I tried not to do that with my children I tried to you know prioritize them and, and educate them and, and and teach them how to live their best life possible and, and to establish goals um but I would say that I still have an addictive nature it's just that mine's been channeled into into my love of what I do yeah um and actually talking openly about my life you know I'm not I'm not ashamed of, 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 of anything I've, 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 ever, I've ever done. I've just, I've just, you know, I've just tried to be the most authentic person I could possibly be. And, and, and to do that with a good heart and to do that with kindness, um, because, you know, after all, that, that's what, that's what it's about. I mean, I don't expect anybody to say good things about me, but I want to be able to say good things about myself to myself.
0: Mm it's so liberating so liberating to be able to tell your story as you said without a guilt shame and actually to be proud of what you've achieved and how where you channeled your passions again yeah against all odds
1: that's it and that's you know and and when we come to this earth the the, the thing we 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 have to do is try our hardest not to hurt other people I mean I know emotionally I probably you know hurt a few people along the way for sure you know that's what relationships and marriage is about at times but you know I've tried to live my best life possible uh with as little impact uh negative impact on others as possible um and I've tried to learn and inspire and support and I mean the reason why I joined the Princess Trust was because I wanted to tell the kids like me that you know that really had no hope um mm. and I and I didn't I didn't have any hope I created my hope I created my dreams. Yeah, you know, they were they were dreams Yeah, you know, they were they were things on a on a list of paper and I just thought well how am I going to do it how am I going to make that happen how am I going to do the things that I that I want to do um and and I've you know I've been lucky enough to to fortunate enough to recreate it but the one thing about dreams is that you have to tell a lot of people about what your dreams are you have to be open. You have to be honest. You have to be vulnerable, and you have to say these are my goals. I mean, you know, my dear friend Bruce Langlands, who I, you know, love with all my heart. I said he, you know, we were talking one day. We were having lunch. He was, um, he was head of, uh, food and and beverages and and yeah, restaurants at, at, at Harrods. Um, amazing, said an amazing career. He's an amazing man. And we were sitting having lunch one day, and I just said, you know, because he'd worked at Master Spencers, and I said, I've always wanted to work at Master Spencers, but you know, back in the day, I wanted to work on the till in Marks and Spencers because, you know, they sold avocados and um, and and, and, the, and the staff and the staff used to get you know discount and uh, they used to have a, a, someone come in and look after their feet and they had a hairdresser and I was like, you know, I, I I always wanted to work there and he said, funnily enough, my friend Joe Joe has just gone back as director of fashion and, and, and beauty. I said, oh, wow, you know, should I, should, I, should I speak to her? Maybe I can help her with the, with the beauty project because, you know, I yeah. feel like this, 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 is, this is missing. And he said, yeah, you know, you should. So he hooked us up. I sent her a presentation. I met her. And then I met the senior directors at Marks and & Spencers. And three months later, I was, you know, reshaping the Marks & Spencers beauty business.
0: Wow. You know,
1: if whatever you want to achieve, you have to tell more than one
0: person if you want to make it happen. This is so cool. i i'm I'm learning so much from this interview because I have quite the opposite i I'm worried to jinx things, and this no. is almost like that block that I have. i I'm you know, when people say, oh, wh- where do you see yourself in five years' time or in ten years' time?" This is the worst question for me because oh my gosh, if I'm going to say it, I'm going to jinx it. It's not going to happen because I'm going to talk about it. How interesting you are! You know, it's an ongoing therapy with you. This interview,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, that's that's how I've kind of lived. You know, you know, if you um, if you want to if you want to progress, you have to talk about it. If it stays on the paper and in your head, only you own it, right? If if you put it out there, then you put it, and not only do you put it out to the universe, and you know, I'm a very spiritual person, you put it out to the universe, but you put it out to other human beings, and actually. By nature, most people want to help other people by nature. Mm. So, so naturally, if you put it out there, at some point, there's going to be a, a, a good soul, a good heart that is going to come back and help and support you. And, uh, and if it doesn't, then maybe it's not right at that time and maybe it will come at another time. But that's really, in my mind, how, how life works. You know, if you don't ask, you don't
0: get. You're so right you are so right that was a huge takeaway for me <laughs> you are so right I have a couple of blitz questions that we briefly yep. touched um, on and you talked a little bit about the book recommendation that changed your mindset yep. Yep. so just just to have it in this section as well w- what is that book the uh, that it's called,
1: uh, how to how to look good and feel better by Gaylord Hauser and it's all about health and wellness and self care, so it's a uh, it's it's a gr- it's a great book. It's definitely worth um, it's definitely worth tracking down. You can get it on um, you can get it on uh, eBay, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. It it's
1: funny. I mean, you'll you'll read it, and, and Yvonne read it because uh, uh, Yvonne learnt uh, she went to America to uh, to train with Jane Fonda to bring aerobics back to the UK, and that's yes. where she discovered the that's where she discovered the book. And then she told me about her book, um, you know, in the in the, the uh, two thousand and six, two thousand and seven. Um, and I always buy it for people that are, you know, changing and getting into fitness and wellness and self care. because so, nothing, nothing, nothing about health and wellness, you know, apart from the scientific side related to medicine. But nothing about health and wellness today is any different than it was. You know, it's all about movement. It's all about happiness. It's all about you know, it's all about what you put into your into your stomach and into your mind, and how yeah. fit you choose to be.
0: Yeah, and um, we 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 talked offline a little bit about Yvonne as well, and I will reconnect with you with her again. I will we'll send her chaser on on the services that she offers as part of the. Um, you know, she helped you on the journey of intermittent fasting, of course, and um, yeah, yeah. creating yeah. The, the the good nutritious. Um, dietary plans and things like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she has a great um she has a great program called The Bee, which is all about behavioural changes. Because no diet is ever going to save you. You have to change your behavior to food. Um and you know, my 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 behaviour to food was that I was always terrified that I was going to go without food because my brother and I went days without food at times. So um, you know, my mom would say I'm going out for a packet of fags and not come back for three days. So, you know, and I was left with a small baby um oh, wow. I was always digging down the backs of the sofas or looking for you know a bit of change to to, to get some food and sometimes we just went without um and so yeah you know, my, my 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 focus on food goes goes back to my childhood and so Yvonne psychologically and emotionally helped me readdress that um and that that changed my life and then booking a well me Taught me about fasting, um, and you know, because I always thought that if I didn't eat food for at least three days, I might die. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. how empowering is it to do a, a, a fast for 21 days? No, uh, and, and it's, actually, they it's want insane. Me to before, it sounds
0: to me but, no, but it's,
1: it's, it's not, it's so empowering, and you feel so good and you, you feel so strong and 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 just well, it just changes everything. But you must do it under medical supervision, which is why I go to Germany to, to do it. But it, it's right. life changing. It's life changing
0: because you um, you managed to lose a lot of weight at some point, didn't you? Yeah,
1: yeah. I was in 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 two yeah in two thousand and in two thousand and
0: eighteen. I was one hundred and twenty kilos. One hundred and twenty. Yeah. Oh wow! It just yeah, in twenty eighteen.
1: Yeah, I was. I was one hundred twenty. I was. I was. I was. I was. I was I never wore a size 20 clothing but I was in a size 18 and I uh, definitely um you know I I definitely needed a bigger size I squeezed myself
0: into everything can you see all these feathers that are floating around me like everywhere I've got this like world. This is a sign. I take it as a good sign. <laughs> yeah,
1: good omen. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so you know, so, 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 so Gaylord Hauser. Yeah, follow. You know, is is amazing, and he talks about you know the vitamin C and the vitamin D and the vitamin B twelve and all the things that you know that we used to get so easily from food that that is now not available because of over farming. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's, that's the one
0: choice. I'll be honest, and I think.
1: It, and I think, and I think that my my supper choice, you know, who would I have to suffer? And one, definitely, my mum. I'd love to sit with her, with her, you know, just yeah. the freedom of, you know, the 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 life that we had together. You know, when she was diagnosed with cancer and she was told it was terminal, I was I was there, and I said, to, you know, everyone had gone home, and it was just her and I. And I said to her, you know, so you know, do you have any regrets? And she said, um, not really. And I said, well, I said. Well, you don't have any regrets she said well yeah of course I have regrets but nothing about how I've lived my life well, the biggest regret I have is that I was never you know the mother to you that you that you deserved um based on the adult you are today mm-hmm. and I had these fabulous uh, Celine glasses and, and I couldn't I couldn't stay in the room with her I mean I gave her a hug and a kiss and I said I'll be back in the first thing in the morning um and I remember walking out of King's College Hospital with these sunglasses on. It was uh, it was June June time and um and as I pressed the uh the button of the lift to go down, I just and I don't cry. I like Yvonne thinks that you know I've got some sort of issue there, I don't cry back anything I mean you really have to push me to make me cry really? but, but I am um, yeah I mean, I'm not a crier I, I think I was you know I was too terrified in my childhood and I cried a lot then that I thought well I'm not going to cry anymore so but anyway so I pushed the button and I got in the lift and I just remember standing in the lift and absolutely sobbing and I walked I walked down the steps of King's College Hospital out because a big staircase down and the tears were rolling out. These sunglasses were holding the tears here. Oh. And they were rolling out of my, uh, you know, just rolling down my cheeks and into mm. my ears. And I got to, I put my car parking ticket in and I um and I, I, I paid and I got my tag and then I, I got in my car and I just slumped over the steering wheel and I just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. And when I went to go out of the car park, I had to pay another 20 quid because I'd been in there so long praying But oh. you know, that it was like, it was like, it was like, you know, 40 odd years of emotion that I'd waited for not to hear my mum say that to me, that she was proud of me, that she was sorry, that, it, you know, and it was, it was the best, it was the best therapy ever, um, and the reddest eyes ever for the, for, for quite a few days. But, um. But yeah, so she would definitely be the person that I would, you know, because it was it was eight weeks you know, from diagnosis to dying. It was eight weeks, and my sister and I nursed my mom. I was there every day. My sister did the night shift, and I did the day shift. And we we had lots of conversations. But after that release, after her saying, you know, you know that 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 she was sorry and that she was sad and um and that she had those regrets, there would have been so many more beautiful conversations that we could have had. So many more. Because, I, I, you know, I, I paid her to look after my children. You know, I wanted my mum to have a better life, but I wasn't going to give her money for free. So I paid her to look after my children. And, right. she, and she was great with my kids. You know, she took them to school. All the things that I should have had that she couldn't give me, she, she gave to my kids. She took them, she loved them. She supported them, and 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 our relationship was 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 challenging at times. I mean, it was it was based on partying and socialising, and yeah. you know, I could go for a drink. I could go for a drink with my mum. I could actually go to a nightclub with my mum and have an amazing time oh, because wow. that, that was our common thread that held us together. But yeah. to, to sit and talk about life in general, um, that never really happened. And so she would be my perfect. She would be a yes. perfect dinner party. Yeah. Not yeah. only would she look beautiful, I used to sit yeah. and watch her get ready. She used to have all these beautiful Estee Lauder products and great makeup. And, and I always used to sit and watch her, you know, put her eyeliner or her horse eyelashes. I and mean, she was nearly six foot tall, right? She was stunning. She'd walk wow. into a room and everybody would look at her. And, and I always used to say, oh, well, you're so beautiful, mum. And she used to say, don't worry, darling, you're going to get better looking as you get older. <laughs> 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 and because I because I was like this skin skinny brow, you know, I had this p- pure white, thick, long hair. Um, you know, the colour of the front of my hair was the colour of my hair all over. Um, and you know, I was really, really slim and I wasn't I wasn't attractive as a as a child. And and she's and I always used to say to myself, you know, because all my friends had like, you know, they had big boobs and they had you know that tiny waist, and I was like, you know, it was just this straight down. You know, big feet. All oh my girlfriends, all oh my all oh my friends used to call me toe because I had these big skinny feet, oh, no. long toes. And so, and so, um, yeah so I've, I've all. And since since I was about ten, I've told myself, don't worry, I'll get better looking as I get older. And funny enough, you, you know, you I have, believe what we tell
0: it. <laughs> you are beautiful. Enough, you are, are beautiful. I've <laughs> not met you when you were... You- Younger, but you do look stunning, Tracy.
1: <laughs> but the oh, funny wow. thing is, I haven't aged. I haven't aged that much either, and I'm sure that that has something to do with that. You know what my mom told me, and I suddenly believed, and I told myself all the time, um, and I don't take it too seriously. Do you know what I mean? It's like what you see is what you get, good or bad. Um, and 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 I think everybody, every human being, is beautiful. There is something about them, the way the light shines on them, the way the light shines out of them. You know, even the people that have had the toughest lives have got the most amazing spirits and energy. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't look at beauty as being glamour. I look at it as being, you know, their behaviour.
0: Yeah, um, it's that that, that so. shine that comes from within that makes you beautiful. Yeah. And it, it almost, yeah. you know, physical beauty is one thing, but when it, it, it can be so dry and we all yeah. met, you know, stunning, beautiful people that have nothing behind the looks that just doesn't you don't connect with you know but equally you meet someone who is maybe on beauty standards is quite average but there's something about them you just they are just beautiful and i think this is funny enough i don't see um that being as a you know it's almost like this message that your mom put into your head and this is probably and i bet you growing up and raising your children you were telling them all the time you are beautiful you are beautiful you know and this this is what i tell to my girls every day you are so beautiful because it comes from within it comes from within it's nothing to do with the physical beauty although um you know i'm I'm blessed with the very cute little girls but it it just everything comes from within that beauty and you just try to put it into their head you are beautiful just to feel that way not just to look that way
1: yeah, and to practice that that love of self, like connecting and looking in the mirror and liking what you see is so important to encourage your children to, to right. live that way. Yeah. And that ability to, to you know to believe that you can do whatever you want. You just you know you just gotta make the choice, right? That's and as, right. Soon as, choice, right. as soon as you make the choice, as soon as you make the choice, you've got to own the choice. Make um, the and choice, when yeah. You own the choice, you've got to do something about it. And so, you know, that's that's what I say to my kids, you know, you you are responsible for living your best life possible. um and you know you're beautiful and I love you and I'm proud of you and you know I love being with you I I love being with my children I mean they don't they're not with me as much now because they're living their own lives but you know they are wonderful human beings and I think that that's the that's you know that's all you can wish for them that, that, that they go through life as as happy as possible and as healthy as possible unconscious you know living in the moment not living in the past and, and certainly not looking too too far in the in the future because you know everything that's happening here and now is beautiful you know i'm i'm really happy sitting here chatting to you You're feeling the breeze watching these beautiful feathers fly everywhere feeling the you know
0: the hot sun i think um, there's some magic about yeah. those feathers flying in the, and they <laughs> yeah. once in a while they fly right into the camera and it just creates a yeah. beautiful effect yeah it's, it's gorgeous funny, it? i
1: don't know yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the Maybe it's
0: Greece. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take it next to the next spiritual level. I'm pretty yeah, sure this yeah. is your, your guides and spirits <laughs> out there supporting you just very yeah. in a very subtle way. And a couple of blitz questions on the household. Um, the household tasks you'd like to outsource, what do you not like doing at home? Uh, washing floors.
1: Very washing floors. <laughs> Hoovering and washing floors. And I hate ironing that's like one of the things that I really, really hate. Uh, I'm not, so, uh, so when I lived in Dulwich, I had a, um, a full, t- uh, Tatiana, um, uh, uh I had a full-time housekeeper and she was fabulous. Um, she lives in Portugal now. And, and that was just like a joy. I used to have clean sheets three times a week, which was just bliss. Wow. So, so, so for me, um know yeah. oh, all thousand thread count. Yeah. 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 Three, three, <laughs> three times a week. Clean sheets three times a week is just fabulous. <laughs> that was that's, that's a joy.
0: Um yeah. 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 I can resonate yeah. with that. Yeah. Your favorite meal of the day and why? So breakfast, lunch, or dinner. What, what's your favorite one?
1: Dinner. Dinner. I love dinner. dinner. I love yeah, I love I, I love um I love dinner with my I love dinner with my children. Talking, I didn't do it that as often as 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 we should, um, because obviously I work quite late. But I love that. Um, I love I love brunch with the kids as well. Um, I love being on holiday and ha- going out to dinner. Um, I kind of skip breakfast now um, because I do the intermittent fasting, so I do I do less 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 of the breakfast. But I used to love you know the orange juice and the, the fruit salad and the croissant and just sitting and talking. Um, but yeah. I, I do less of that for health reasons, for for wellness reasons. Yeah, um, I love I love nice lunches with people, um, but yeah, dinner is something that I really, 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 really enjoy.
0: And, and this really is the enjoy. That's, the the enjoyment that's element. <laughs> the enjoyment element is is always you know having people around, having the company, yeah, and that, that energy yeah. exchange. Yeah, and we talked about the famous. I house I love going guests. out now.
1: I love trying new restaurants.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: my famous house guest. So my famous Your house my- guest would 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 be my mum. But I think also, you know, Oscar Wilde, I'd love to have dinner with Oscar Wilde. Oh, wow. Wow. What what a character, what a determined, tenacious, driven character. Um, Yeah. yeah. All of these quotes, life experiences. What what I realised a very long time ago was um, was that I always used to read these quotes and think, why do these people not, you know how can they say that how can henry ford say that or oscar wilde say that or you know may Angela say that and then actually you realize that they are the sum of someone's whole life experience it's yeah. not something they just kind of thought well i'm just going to say that you know it's it's, it's a life experience it's, it's 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 you know encapsulated into one sentence advice and guidance for, for, for the next generation or, you know, for whoever might need to read it at that time. And so I know that, you know, we follow each other on social and, um, you know, I'm all for quotes and, 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 you know, just people asking questions. I I hope that the quotes that I put out there inspire people, but you know, I put them out there because at that point they resonate with me and, and, um, you know, and I, and I scroll through social media looking at at what people are saying and not necessarily what they're doing so I don't follow social media uh, especially um my earphones keep dropping especially um <laughs> especially Instagram I don't actually follow follow it to to look at what people are doing I follow yeah. I follow Instagram for the quotes for the things that I'm going to learn you know this, this 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 wisdom of of others um, and that's that's kind of why my my social media probably looks a bit schizophrenic in comparison to anybody else
0: <laughs> i would encourage people to follow you on on, um, on instagram because oh. it's it's a you're present there and b is completely you in the moment whatever, yeah, it's, whatever just, it's just me yeah yeah
1: so if you if, if you don't like my instagram you are not gonna like me because it is just, <laughs> it's just it's it's authentic it's just it's just who i am <laughs> so, and I make no apologies for it
0: I don't think it's um it's it's possible not to like it I don't think it's possible <laughs> you're just being modest
1: Your it's, it's dream- really it's really it's really yeah. interesting because um it's like I have I have these people follow me and then you suddenly discover that so uh, Anna Bartle is a really dear friend she's uh she's uh Estee Lauder of uh, corporate social responsibility and, and public relations and uh and she, she comes down for breakfast and, and her husband says, I'm following this woman every morning. I get up and I can't wait to see what she's put on her feed because the quotes are, are so amazing. And he said, I'm not sure how I know her. And she said, you know her because she's one of my friends. He said, but I've never met her before. She, oh, just, wow. she just appeared on my feed and now I follow her. And there's so many people that I've never met, but, but know me through someone else, through someone else, through someone else. And yeah. it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. I love that. I love the fact that you can touch people that you don't even know, and they connect with you.
0: That's right. That's right. I, I love a good quote. I have um I have notes in my, uh, in my phone, and whenever I come across a good quote, I just keep pasting it there. I just have the whole yeah. list. Previously, I used to make notes of them, but then I realized I'm no use with different notes. I need to have it in yeah. one. So now I have a dedicated notes page in my iPhone where I just whatever resonates sentence. i just type in yes and there's loads of in between like the lines it just all needs to be also just um you know aesthetically formed and formulated for me so it's just a uh, very very my I'm, thing I'm, I'm hooked on medium i don't know if you ever
1: follow medium but it's all about you can it talks about relationships talks about you know um community uh, politics uh, fuel, energy, anything. But, you know, I love the relationship side when it, it, mm. it talks about, you know, how you're feeling or emotions. And it's just, it's, it's so wonderful. And there, it, some are written by, you know, professional writers and others are written by people that have just overcome, you know, situations. And I and I love yeah. reading about people.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the uh, I think something I definitely um, that resonates with me and have in common with you, you probably very much love biographies as well this is one of my passions just reading biographies about just people's experiences and lives and um just just fascinating just absolutely fascinating without being too prescriptive
1: I'm I'm working on my own book so um wow yeah yeah, so we'll see I've got I think we're at chapter we've got about 10 chapters right now
0: but I'm going to stop
1: because I yeah, because I thought, I thought you know, I thought that when I got to 50 that it would be, that everything would be kind of done and dusted and actually I think that these are going to be the best years of my life and so yes. I kind of put the book to one side so that I can add a little bit more of now in and actually I feel that, although I feel that these are the best years of my life and I know they're going to be the best years of my life, I also feel that a lot of women get lost at at this stage of their life and feel like they're not the best years of their life and so I want to encourage every you know 50 plus I mean I'm 56 right in 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 five months Daisy my PA will go crazy because she says I hate as soon as you get because she's been with me since, you know, two thousand six. She says, as soon as you get to July, August, you you start saying that you're fifty. You know, you're fifty six, or you're forty seven, or you're fifty one. <laughs> you know, I kind of I move I move up a year, and I say, well, I'm closer to it than I am from it. So yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, well, let's, just, let's just get out of the way. Yeah. You know, it makes it easier when you get there. It's not so bad. Yeah. Um, but I do feel I, I do feel that a lot of women get lost at that at that at that age, and and I would encourage you to kind of step into your sensuality and, the, and 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 if your kids if you've got the empty nest syndrome um maybe not so many now because having children later but you know just just step into you rediscover you the power of reinvention is a wonderful thing and we're all entitled to reinvent ourselves you know we can we can be a, a different person tomorrow um but yes. we just have to practice that today um and so never lose sight of that and and when you're feeling low The best thing you can do is reinvent.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. I think living your life to the fullest, just like what you do. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one feeling like I want to hang out with you. And I'm pretty (laughs) sure that all the listeners are feeling exactly the same because it, it just empowers, it just energizes and the attitude. And this is, again, coming back to just being as good as people around us. And hang out with the right people, hang out yeah. with traces of your life, you know. Yeah. just well, well, when you
1: become, Natalia, when you become the best version of you, you attract better. Mm. You attract better. It's about your energy. When you look in the mirror and you like what you see, you attract better. And I, and yes. I truly believe you attract people that are better than you because your energy, you, it, it, lifts, it lifts up. When you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, you attract lesser um, and that's when life becomes yes. challenging. It's difficult to function on that vibration. So, you know, look in the mirror and like what you see. And if and if you if you don't, get your cosmic shopping list out and put that's some right. actions and some actions down that are gonna make you like what you see. That's and right. it might be lose it might be lose a few pounds, it might be get your hair cut, it might be, you know, go off and learn something, do you know, learn another language. But but you know, it might be, you know, I don't know practice tantric sex, do whatever you got to do to That's make yourself right. feel better. <laughs> exactly. But, you
0: know. Own yourself, but, own your body, yeah. all your feelings, all your yeah. emotions, all your businesses, all your career. Just uh, yeah. be present, be the moment, be the best version of yourself in the moment. Yeah. Don't compare, yeah. just compare yourself to your yesterday self. And build up I always up on say that.
1: to my children, I always say to my children, in life, you've got to learn one thing. That in the end, the race is only with yourself. Yeah. It's only with yourself. Yeah. And if you start, comparison is the thief of joy. You, as soon as you start yeah. comparing yourself to other people, you'll never be the best version of you. So in the end, the race is only with yourself. Make it a good race.
0: Make it a good race. There you go. Your dream house and location. Hmm. I think that um, I would love,
1: so my next house, what I'm looking for right now, is a kind of a, a townhouse um style very modern um mm-hmm. not too minimalist but, but 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 very modern um very mid-century so I'm looking around Dulwich and Wimbledon and um and Broccoli so right. um for, for something that is I mean I'd love to live you know by Regent's Park on 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 the canal but uh I don't think that my budget will stretch that far I have to Build build a few more it's, brands and sell it's, them. Before it's I all get about
0: them. it's all about cosmic shopping list. It's all about the cosmic shopping <laughs> list. So, so in the meantime,
1: in the yeah. meantime, um, but you know, you know that I lived in the Crossroads for a couple of years and I loved living there. But it's it's a difficult place to live as a single woman, you know. Yes. And, and and when it gets to, when it gets to when it gets to winter, you know, everyone's everyone's gone home by seven p.m. <laughs> all the lights are turned off. You think where is everybody? So I, <laughs> I love you know i love living in the country i've i've, I've, I've you know lived by the sea I, I i like living by the sea but um but london is where my heart is for sure
0: is is that vibe of energy and action and things happening yeah. and restaurants and places and shops and beauty all around yeah, um, yeah. that That's definitely what definitely resonates with you and, and yeah. equally, equally i i completely resonate with that and can yeah. relate to it beautiful yeah. Oh wow, Tracy, it's been a conversation and a half. It's so <laughs> inspirational. Your still oh, thank you. Your kindness, your energy resonates, it shines through. You are beautiful inside out and it's not just words, it's absolute true. And I remember our first sorority event, um it was with the um Kalmar um with Karen Rumi. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the way you the way you speak I know you were you couldn't write or read till the age of 14 15 but the way you converse the way you express yourself the way your the your manners are so elegant so feminine and so beautiful that it just makes you very unique and ever since I've been longing To have you on my podcast and to have a conversation and to meet you a bit more a bit more personally, a bit more closely, and to to talk about your Mm. story and to ask my questions because there's a lot about you out there and and the world knows you and and the the stories have already been told. But I really wanted to ask my my questions to have this conversation Mm. with you one to one, and it's been absolute pleasure and honor. And you're truly living your best life, and I'm wishing you all happiness and love and and beauty and, and courage and everything that you already have but just unfold just to bring oh, about thank you. your cosmic shopping list and for everything you dream for because you know it's going to happen but I'm wishing you for all of that to happen oh, as, soon as thank possible. you so
1: much it's, a, it's such a joy to, to to be here with you and and I loved being together a couple of weeks ago we were the first on the dance floor right that's so, right you know, <laughs> so yeah that's, that's one thing in life, right? You have to dance. Be
0: the first on the dance floor. Because, be the yeah, first on the dance floor. Fast. I agree. I agree. This is um I take it from my dad, I guess. He's he's always dancing as um no one as if no one is watching. So I often don't hold back with that, yes um so I did I did take a note of us two being the first ones on the dance floor yes absolutely (laughs) (laughs) like there you go not just the sorority sister the soul sister (laughs) yeah the soul sisters
1: we are the soul sisters for sure well thank you for having me it's such an honor to be here and um and I'm sorry about the wind and the noise and the bikes and and it adds to the
0: atmosphere there's nothing to be sorry about this is this is my pleasure to bring even those you know, this is a sounding therapy as well to, to the whole audio experience. And you make sure you have amazing time for the rest of your holiday in Greece. Uh, Where can people connect with you and where they can best find you? And
1: they can, they can reach me on LinkedIn, um, uh, Tracy Woodward, or they can follow me on uh, Instagram, which is Tracy L Woodward um Um, or you know they can reach out to you and and email me if need be you've got all of my details so I'm always happy as you know I love meeting new and interesting people so you
0: know yeah beautiful thank you so much I'll put all those links in uh, with the episode and wishing you you. the amazing holiday lovely thank you thank you Natalia thank you for the opportunity lovely to see you Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beehive Household Podcast. Please don't forget to like, leave your review and share with your friends and family. For more information on the design services we offer, visit our website www.natalialloydinteriors.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook under Natalia Lloyd Interiors, as well as on LinkedIn. Bye now, till the next episode. Look after yourselves and your loved ones.